International Poznań. Hello Poznań. This is another show of International Poznań. Again, not from the studio, uh, from my headquarters uh, on Dolina Street in Vilda. And with me, I've got another special international guest um, from Turkey, a, an athlete. We're going to talk about his outfit in a, little bit, uh, a little bit later. But for now, let's all meet um, uh, Fatih Kam Emre. Uh, I'm Fatih, I'm from Turkey, uh, and I live in Poland around five years. Five years? How is it? Do you because I think uh, this is my passion, so I yeah, put the sport to the first place. Okay. I'm a programmer, uh, I love that too. Uh, uh, I studied electronics and telecommunication, but later uh, I started working as a programmer and now I make application for iPhones. For iPhones, so yeah. you're a fan of uh, the iOS uh, system, not the Android. Uh, like, uh, I work for iOS, so I cannot say the <laughs> otherwise, right? <laughs> okay, okay, okay, fair enough. And um, so there's a massive difference like between karate on one hand, which is, you know, a very active way of spending free time and being a programmer, which means basically that you are sat at home in front of your computer. Yeah, it's sometimes so hard uh, for me to sit in front of computer for eight hours. Uh, but it's it's kind of mental work, so you need to work hard to solve some solve some problems on applications. So it's also great fun. Okay, okay, okay. I think a lot of people are considering this as well, yeah, because it seems like you know it will always be demand for that kind of uh, person, yeah. Yeah, and also the biggest advantage, I have flexible working hours, so I can have my fun, my sport, and work at the same time. All right, all right. So, so, so to to today we're gonna talk about your um, obviously your sport, your your country, and we're gonna talk about um, some interesting stories that you had. Because I know you've got a couple of stories. We've done some research before, and, and you're quite an interesting person. Apart, you know, from what you what you what you've said. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business Mama, please don't worry about me I'm about to let my heart speak My friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get 
attention So in my heart to hit it Fall away. We can't leave them if we stay the same. And I can't do this for another day. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. But um, uh, tell me, firstly, we usually ask at the beginning uh, our guests what made them come here to this most amazing country in the world, probably the most amazing country, I'm not sure, called Poland. Yeah, it's an amazing country. Uh, I came first in 2012 as an Erasmus student. And, you know, Erasmus is a great fun. I know. It I doesn't know. matter which country you go, it's a great sure. fun. And I loved it. And later, when I uh, went back to my country, I wanted to come back here uh, because, uh, you know, I'm from Turkey and it's different culture, completely different culture. Yes. So it was like a wonderland for me. Everything <laughs> is new and a lot of fun. So I wanted to study here. I studied, I found a job and I stayed. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. And um, uh, what were you studying at that time when you when you came to Poland? Uh, it was electrical and electronics engineering, bachelor degree. It was actually last year of my studies and I went back to Turkey, I finished. I worked a little bit, I even went to army, it's obligatory in Turkey for... Is it? I didn't yeah, know that. Wow. So it's, it's, uh, I think there are only a couple of countries like this, right? In, in, in yeah. our neighbor neighboring areas, let's say. Um, wow, so how long did you spend in the army? One year, uh, you know, Turkey is in a, in a different place of the world. Middle East is a little difficult. It's a little, a little bit more dangerous. Yes, yes. So I, think, I think we live in a quite peaceful country for now, we could say. For you now, know? yeah. You, you never know what will, what will happen in the future. Um, so how was the army? What did you do there? Uh, army is a different experience, but I think it's not necessary in the century, honestly. Because, you know, when you say army, people more think about uh, shutting some guns, okay. you know, uh, running, hard sport. But I was an officer. I was mostly sitting on the office and making some paperwork. So, yeah, which is, which is all right was, as yeah. well. And you, you didn't was, risk your life. So that's yeah, the best. That's there the best was part. some shutting and stuff, but it's not fun. It's not fun. It's, mm -hmm. As an engineer, for me, it was a waste of time, actually. It was a waste of time. Yeah. Okay, but but you kind of felt that you you did something for your country as well, although it was just paperwork. I think everybody in the army, you know, have their job to do, and no matter if you're just there for a year or for a longer time, I think it's quite important. What do you think? Yeah, it's a national duty. You feel satisfied, 
but you know my honest opinion uh, you know, <laughs> I, I will do better job for my country as an engineer that's true that's true. I think we have a, we had a similar situation I don't know 20 25 years ago because it was in Poland also when you were uh, 19 and you didn't choose to study at university oh. you will have to go to um, to the army right so for a lot of people going to the university was an actual way of avoiding uh, you know, b- being a part of the of, of the army. Yeah? Yeah, so, it's so. quite similar because I uh, graduated from university. Uh, I was an uh, of officer. Otherwise, I would be a normal soldier uh, for 12 months. Uh, and even if you graduated, you have two choices. Either you will go as a normal soldier yeah. for six months. All right, then. It's time for a little bit of music. Two songs. The first one is a guy from Turkey, Mahmoud Orhan Fiel. If you have a possibility, go to YouTube and see this beautiful video of Istanbul. It's absolutely breathtaking. And next one, Will William Ego. And we hear each other in a few moments. It's International Poznan.
qui est le plus beau Qui t'a devenu au mégalo Viens donc chatouiller mon ego Allez, allez, allez Laisse-moi rentrer dans ta matrice Goûter à tes délices Personne ne peut m'en dissuader Allez, allez, allez Je ferai tout pour t'accompagner Tellement je suis borné Je suis bien dans ma bulle So, um, if I could ask you one more, one more question about the army, uh, can you choose what you want to do during that year? Can you say, oh, I want to be involved in paperwork, or I want to do this, or I want to do that? Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. You are okay. just a worker there. They say, and you do. That's all. So, okay, and if you, if you disobey, you will be in trouble. Yeah, of course. There are some punishments, like you will f uh, finish your army time a little bit longer uh, and so on. Even if you make some very serious things, you can go to jail. Right, so you did that. You did Erasmus in Poland, so two completely different uh, experiences. Yeah, Erasmus and, and being in the army, correct? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely a different, a different kind of experience. And um, and you came here. You, you, you 
because you're a programmer, so actually you can work anywhere in the world. Am I correct as a programmer? Yeah, especially now because of Corona, mm -hmm. uh, all programmers are working remotely. I can work anywhere in the world. That's amazing. Yeah, but I settled my life here, so oh, yeah. it's hard to move from here right now. All right, all right. Um, so the question that we also ask our, our guests on the show is what they like and dislike about Poland. Uh, you can choose what you want to start with, dislikes or likes. Yeah, so as a foreigner living in a different country has constant problems, yes. Uh, especially uh, a person like me from Middle East coming to uh, a European country uh, has some uh, negative sides. But I would say uh, I'm very happy here because, uh, you know, I'm a positive person. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's true. And Thank you. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of things to learn here, because as I told you at the beginning of the conversation, it's like a wonderland. Every, every day is a, like a new way of learning things for me. Every day I learn new things. That is amazing. That's yeah, amazing. That's, what have you learned recently? Tell me. Yeah, well, even when you walk on the street and you look at uh, to the shops, you know. So simple things. So you kind of see something new in the, in the, in the window. Yeah, the Christmas things, um, yeah. for example, we don't have Christmas in my country. So when I see how they uh, uh, put some fancy things on the yeah. street, and this is even something interesting for yeah. me. Right? But it's a little bit commercial, isn't it? I always think like, you know, it's, it's nice to have that, but I, I always look for some kind of depth in it. And I think there is no deeper side. It's just like, sell more, sell more, sell more. However, it looks nice. And, and that, that's, that's a great part, but... Maybe the Turkish are just more honest about it, and then they. No, no, I wouldn't say they are mm. more honest. It's it's more or less the same in all around the world. You know, everybody's uh, uh, like making commercials of everything. That's true. That's true. That's the, the, the that's the beauty, and I think the curse of of our of our modern life. Okay, so um, but you mentioned that okay, you are a person from the Middle East, and and there might be some negative sides, and obviously. We usually talk about positive things on international postline, but if you want to tell me, I don't know, have there been any situations, for example, as a foreigner or as someone from the Middle East, have you encountered some kind of, let's say, unfriendliness? Uh, you know, uh, like as a foreigner, you, sometimes the, the people are staring at you. And sometimes you feel if it's a good staring, if somebody is cur curious mm -hmm. or somebody is looking at you in a bad way. Yeah. You know, so there it, are two, two ways of staring. Yeah, That's true. and, and uh, you feel it. Even though they don't talk to you, they show their, uh, their uh, reaction. Sometimes somebody is just hitting you with their arms just because you're a foreigner. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not happening so often in Poland. Yeah. I would say I'm very happy to live here and that's why I live mm -hmm. here. But you know, this kind of extremists and yeah. uh, uh, fascist people... So like, show their power, let's say. Yeah, That's they, what they want to do, right? Yeah, so this kind of things happens, and uh, but the good things. Let's talk about the good things because I think mm. Poland is an amazing country. Uh, you know, people are very friendly. Uh, like when you go to a house of any family, they are yeah. very hospitable, uh, and you know it's it's great to be here, and I really enjoy every day here. That's uh, true. Okay. New people. Okay. One of the hard thing for me, uh, friendships. Friendships, to uh, maintain friendships or to make friendships? To make friendships. To make friendships, okay. Uh, the Polish people are great friends. 
in general. Of course, there are like uh, bad people, good people, but like everywhere. Yeah, in general, po- Polish people uh, are taking care of their friends and friendships. But it's very very hard to be their friend. What I uh, observed mm-hmm. during this five year, uh, Polish people has their close friends, close circle, uh, and close circle, and they maintain this uh, f- since I don't know. Uh, primary school, secondary school, and it's so surprised for me. I don't even don't remember what was the name of my secondary school friends. But That's in true. Poland, most of people hang out with the same people, you know, same friends. And as a foreigner, when I want to be friend of them, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I'm a friend, but I'm friend, I can disappear suddenly. The second sort of yeah. friend, let's say. Yeah, I'm okay. not in this circle. Yes, I, th- I think you're right. That That's a very interesting observation. Uh, I think there's also about cultural differences as well, yeah? Because yeah? I always think that when you're... I, I lived in the UK for three years and I always, you know, I, I kind of knew the culture, but I always felt as a stranger, although I had friends, because I thought, okay, the English, you know, hang out with the English, yeah. let's say. And I thought... Okay, we, we kind of laugh, we, we you know, we, we feel good, but there's always something missing. And I think it's always k- kind of a problem for someone that, you know, is an expat or moves to another country, that there's always this little bit missing in the connection between people. Maybe it's different, for example, I don't know, in America, let's say, because America is a land of foreigners and, you know, everybody came from Europe or from Africa or from South America. Maybe that doesn't easier, I don't know. Maybe yes, but I would also say, uh, we say Mediterranean Sea countries like Italy, Spain, Turkey, these, these people are more, more, uh, e- e- more easygoing, yeah, right? It's true. very easy to be friends with this kind, this kind of true. people. Uh, I don't blame, it's what it is, you know. I think it's our Slavic spirit. Maybe yes. We are Slavs <laughs> and, um, you know, I think we've made a lot of progress in that sense because when I think of Poland like 20, 25 years ago, people didn't smile that much. Oh. And why, what I've seen over the last 20 years that we've developed our smiling abilities. Maybe So, you know, because I think because of communists and, you know, all sorts of other historical reasons and factors, we, we were kind of sad, as, not as, as Polish people, maybe as Slavs in general. But now we are more open, we start traveling, meeting people, we have more foreigners here in Poznań, more international people uh, in any other city, basically. And maybe that, that, that is helpful, yeah? Yeah. And also, when I was in Turkey, I also observed that yeah, the Turkish are more more easygoing, more communicative, like at first sight, and um, it was so easy to kind of talk to Turkish people, I think, on the streets. And that's what I observed as well. And with Polish people, I think a lot of Polish people are reserved. You know, you're a stranger. And you're, uh, with the Turkish, I, I, had, I had a view that I had observation that it was, it was super easy. Yeah. So the, this this this one, this one I really really. But well, I'm used to that. I'm used to that now. It's uh, also easy for me to talk to Polish. All right. It's time for some music. Fatih, can you recommend a Turkish song for me, please? Yeah, it's a tricky tricky question. Uh, but uh, first, I will go with Sezen Aksu, uh, a, a great woman singer. Uh, she her nickname is uh, Little Sparrow. Lil Spar, okay. Yeah, it's like okay. a little... Rubel in Polish. Yeah, exactly. And uh, she she's a little woman, but has an amazing voice. And uh, with her uh, her singing, uh, there is a song which is called Ah Istanbul. 
It's about love in Istanbul. It's a little bit sentimental, Ooh, but yes. amazing song. Yes, yes, yes, yes, indeed. Absolutely. Right, let's play Love in Istanbul in Turkish. Ah, uh, Istanbul. Let's do it. istedi gitti hem anlıyorum hem çok acı tek taraflı bitti bir odası lazım şimdi bak bir kürek bir kayık zulada birkaç şişe yakut yer gök kırmızı severim gelmişine geçmişine ayıp sayıp Düşer üstüme akşamdan kalma sabah yıldızı Ah İstanbul, İstanbul Olalım hiç görmedim Evle kerem geberiyorum Aşkım back with Fatih Khan Emre from Turkey and that was some Turkish music sentimental but absolutely amazing all right okay so let's talk about karate because you are a proud owner of the black belt correct <laughs> this uh, is the black belt yeah this is the black belt uh, it's not that easy to get that Well, you know, uh, there are some dojos, the karate schools, we say dojo. 
which is called Mac Dojo. You can just go there and they have some advertisement. Uh, three months and you get the black belt. You know, of course. Which is obviously not true. Yeah, of course it's not true. Black belt is uh, something like uh, uh, experience. You know, it doesn't show your skills. It shows that you know something. You can use it or maybe you are not able to use it. But you know something. Uh, imagine a, a guy with black belt in eight years old. So, no, that'll yeah. be that'll yeah. be. Mm. But black belt representing the knowledge. So, guy with black belt in eight years old is actually something. Mm -hmm. This guy has a lot of knowledge. Uh, the implementation, the skills, is not related with belt. You can buy the belt from shop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I would say it shouldn't be easy to get the black belt in mm -hmm. Turkey. Officially, it is four years, but it also depends on your sensei, so your instructor. Mm -hmm. uh, if he will let you to get into the exam, uh, sometimes sensei say that you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. So you need two years or three or five years more training mm -hmm. for getting into the black belt. But mm -hmm. sometimes the sensei, uh, you know, in these Mac dojos, mm -hmm. they just want to earn money and they say, okay, let's make exam for you. And they so it's them. quite uneven, right? Because, yeah. you know, in some, in some schools you may, you may actually train for four years, you get it. In some schools it might be much shorter or much longer. Exactly. Okay. Mm, so maybe there should be some kind of other criteria. What do you think? If you could, do you think it would be good to make some changes into that way of grading? people with belts would that be a good idea to make it more systematic i would say maybe certain criteria that everybody needs to meet would that be a good idea okay uh, first i need to say that the european people and american people like to segregate so you have black belt <laughs> you have orange belt you have red belt there yeah. should be some difference yeah but actually it's not that important you know the belt uh, uh, my friend Matja used to say uh, from karate kuzi sport Belt is just for keeping the pant. Yeah. And that's, that's true because it's important what you have, what's your skill. Uh, show, for example, uh, like everybody uh, watch some football game. Mm -hmm. There can be a player plays uh, 10 years, but a player plays one year and uh, suddenly superstar. Yeah. So it, that, you, that happens. Yeah. So you train uh, 10 years and nothing, but one year can change everything. Someone has a, may have a real talent, but just uh, has a, I don't know, a, a yellow belt, right? Because it's at the beginning of the career. Exactly, exactly. Okay, okay, I don't, I don't understand now. So tell me about some of your accomplishments, because you've been training in Poland and in Turkey, right? Yeah, uh, for me, it's an interesting journey. Uh, I started in Istanbul. Istanbul, uh, first of all, I have to say that Turkey in karate is in very high place. So they're always winning in national, uh, national team of Turkey, winning a lot of medals. And uh, that means the competition is high in Turkey. Mm -hmm. And I was training in Istanbul. Istanbul is like a biggest city of uh, Turkey. I mean, in case of population. I think it's the biggest city of Europe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and, it, the, the, and I, I got my uh, first training in Istanbul uh, and I trained there uh, many years. Uh, I joined some competitions, some uh, not national, but local competitions. I got medals, uh, but I wasn't able to train, I wasn't able to join into, unfortunately, to national championships because of my studies and other stuff. And I, would, I moved to uh, another city for studying right. university and they didn't have karate there. And it was a surprise for me and I started to become in, an instructor. 
So I actually started to, to be a coach in very early age. How old were you at that time? Uh, the first year of university, I would say. So 20? Uh, 18. Actually. 18, wow. Yeah. So I was coaching and as a coach, I had actually quite good career because my students were winning a lot of medals. At that okay, time. so you taught people older than you were at that time? Uh, older and younger. Older and younger. Because, you know, karate has a big variety of for the ages, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've, I've talked to Maciej from, from your school and he told me that, you know, the, the variety in terms of age is huge, right? It's very wide. So you, they have people very, very young, uh, children, and they have older people almost like pensioners even who want yeah. to try karate. I've trained uh, with five-year-old child and eight-year-old grand, grandfather. Uh, no, what? 80, eight years old. 80. Yeah. Eight years old, uh, wow. Yeah. And sure. And uh, why? Because this is not uh, this is not a s- sport. This is an art. This is a martial art. Exactly. That's why I wanted to say it's it's because it kind of it is a, a sport because we have Olympic karate, for example. Yeah. So yeah. it it is some kind of sport. But this is why I wanted to ask you later that what does it mean to to train karate? Is it about you know some kind of meaning of life, way of life? I think it is as well. Yeah. So if you ask personally to me, uh, for me karate is like breathing. Sometimes I don't get fun of it. So, like, do you get uh, fun of breathing? No, no. It's, it just happens. Yeah. But you need it. So, I need it. So, look, I had three operations, knee operations, mm-hmm. and still I'm trying to go back to karate. Because it's like, it's like breathing for me. I well, this is your way of life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah I exactly. Think, you know. But karate itself is, is an art, as we said. What does it mean art? It, it leads you to perfection. So a painter, uh, a guy who makes the sculptures, all of them searching for the perfection. Yeah. So perfection of understanding of your body and your mind. So this, uh, and that's why it's not only about uh, kicking and punching. That's what most people see. That's the surface, we could say. Yeah, but there's so much underneath. Yeah, underneath. There's a philosophy under Mm -hmm. it. And the philosophy tells you, you know, also I think it's also about concentration, right? Yeah. And, and, and being focused on your goal, right? So your goal is to be perfect. Most people will not be perfect, obviously, but the journey from that moment when you start to this perfection, this is karate, right? That yeah. you kind of you always want to improve, no matter where you are at what level. Yeah, you want to improve and you want to be a better. Um, athlete, we could say, or a warrior. In yes, I would say be yeah, a better person also. And be a better person because yes. it works in many dimensions. Yeah. Uh, look, I train. Uh, I train in many different cities and uh, also different countries. Not only in Poland. You know, there are some seminars, or when I go to another country, I join join to training. I haven't seen any bad person because karate uh, is kind of martial art that you need to make the same movement over and over. You should be patient, you should be dedicated. And if you are a bad person, it's very hard to stick on that. But don't you think it might be boring for some people? Uh, it might be boring for some people. That's but, what I was thinking, but because it's very repetitive, as you mentioned. Yeah, You need to really love it. And, as, and the philosophy is something that guides you through it, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's uh, related to the coach. If you have a great coach which explains you everything and finds a different way to teach the same thing yeah. because it can be great fun and once you understand and once you will be able to make some things, you know, you just cannot go away from that. Okay. 
That's true. That's true. That's true. Twoje radio. MC Radio 102 i 7 FM Poznań. Miejska fala informacji. And um, so when you were, uh, when you were an instructor, because now you don't teach people, or do you? I do. I help Maciej in Kuzi Sport uh, time to time for uh, tac- okay. tactical training. Tactical training. Uh, okay. I mostly analyze the games and trying trying to find out how we, we can uh, success in not only in uh, Poland also in international competitions. Mm, okay, because I know, yeah, so because your your your your school cozy sport, um, uh, many um, champions, right? European champions and and other uh, uh, competitions that uh, um, people from the school have won. So this is pretty amazing, and some of them are your job. We could say. Yeah. Uh... Well, big job to the match, eh? uh, but I'm trying to help. Okay. You know, I'm trying to help. Uh, there are very good athletes uh, in the 
karate in Poland is growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see the difference uh, during these five years. And uh, especially in Kuzi sport, we have great athletes, which athletes I which we expect uh, some medals in international competitions, yeah. and that's great. And European Championships next year, right? Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? With yeah. the COVID situation, yeah, you, never, know you, you, you never know. So let's say another question I have for you. You know, as a, as a humble as a humble person that almost doesn't do any sport apart from squash. <laughs> Let's say I want to start doing karate. What advice do you have for me? I've never done any, anything. So, uh, first thing, uh, you need to uh, understand why you want to train karate. It's very important, you know. So, what could be my motivation? What do you think? What is most people's motivation? In? Look, when I started, oh, I was so young. I was uh, going to second secondary school. And I was watching uh, this uh, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan movies. My friend was... Ooh, yeah, karate kid. <laughs> exactly. My friend was uh, going to karate classes. And I watched him once and I said, wow, I want this. You know, I, I started training. All right. But uh, in your age... I will be 30, I am 32. So just to mention... No, it is, it's, it's not, it's not uh, old for uh, karate at all. You know. Safe. In, in in your age, uh, you should understand that uh, you know if you train karate, uh, you shouldn't think that okay, I will train karate and after I don't know a few uh, months, I will be like a tough guy and kick asses. No, it's a, l- a long journey, and uh, it will take years and years to understand maybe one technique. So, okay, so I need to be prepared for that. Yeah, that prepared. It might not be. Uh, but the jo- journey itself is quite fun, quite fun. It's not only because of sport itself, also people surrounding. Uh, look, I came to Poland, uh, I didn't have much friends, and now I have great friends just because of karate. I said it's very hard to be friends with uh, Polish people, but when you go to a karate club, hey, I want to train there, mm-hmm. train here. They are like uh, welcoming you, and you suddenly have like all people who trains in this club as your not friends as your family. So it's like a karate family. Yeah, okay, exactly, perfect, exactly. perfect. So, so it's also there's the sense of belonging. Poczucie przynależności in Polish, right? That you are part so hard work. I know. Poczucie przynależności. You are part of community. We are part of community of people like-minded, o podobnym poglądzie, right? So, some from time to time I translate this for our listeners. Some some some more difficult phrases. For our Polish listeners, that's why you may yeah. hear. And mm-hmm. after after you understand what you will face with, the rest just go and train. It's it's that you don't need to uh, prepare yourself. You will just find a good club, a good coach. Okay. Uh, and uh, you will go there. You will improve your uh, physical abilities, mental abilities, your patience. You will have a uh, time by time more self confident because your uh, body will change and mm-hmm. your health will improve. Alright, so maybe maybe we could play another Turkish song. What do you think, Fatih? Uh, well, there is a song which I uh, used to play. It's always in my uh, music list. Uh, it is called Zalim, uh, which means cruel. Uh, and I like this song uh, with uh, Ceylan Ertem. Uh, this is a cover of uh, an old song, actually. 
it's it's a, it's it's covered from a traditional song and uh, it's, it's a very nice song. I recommend that. All right, let's play it. Cruel or Krutne. Uh, so it's about cruel life, isn't it? Yeah, the cruelness in the life and cruelty, cruelty in life. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. okay, okay, okay. A little bit sentimental, uh, but that's life, isn't it? Let's play it. Yeah. Alright, we are back with Fatih Khan Emre from Turkey. And that was some Turkish music. So, okay, question, can, can karate influence our professional life? In term, you mentioned confidence, you mentioned patience. These are things like hard work as well. These are things useful, you know, even in your job as a programmer. Yeah. You think that it has some implications? Yeah. In life, it has huge implications. You know, when I was a child, I was so active. I wasn't able to uh, wait for anything. <laughs> like <know>. me. <laughs> yeah, like everything should happen like that. And, and that's why sometimes uh, I wasn't patient enough to wait for the success. Or I wasn't trying hard enough. 
because you know I try, I try, it nothing, it not happens and change. But because of karate, a lot of change, a lot of things changed in my life. You know, you should un you understand that uh, success doesn't come easy. You need to hard work, and you should you also understand that you can enjoy the journey. Hard working is sometimes so boring, so hard, but sometimes so fun because you make a hard job which a lot of people give up. Yeah. You are different than that. Work hard, play hard, as they Maybe say. Maybe yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, so one of the questions that uh, I have for you, not exactly related to sport, or but more related to martial, martial, this word arts. Have you ever used your karate skills on the streets? <laughs> when I was, uh, I think I was orange belt. You know, that mean I didn't have experience. I was young, I was below 18, but I don't remember exact age. Uh, and we were in kind of internet cafe. Uh, now there is no but <laughs> Some old, younger people, they will yeah, never understand. They will never understand. Exactly. Back then, uh, when we didn't have uh, computers and internet in our houses, there was uh, internet points. You just go there and there are a bunch of <laughs> exactly. computers. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to explain to me, but for our yeah, young for, listeners, for, for young viewers, listeners. absolutely. Uh, and sometimes there were like a badass guys there, you know, yeah. they just search for problem. And we were like with friends, we were playing some computer games so together. Badass guys in an internet cafe. Okay, I kind of I kind of pictured the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were swearing around and they started to swear to us and my friends started to uh, talk to them. And of course, talking to them didn't work and they started to fight each other. And, you know, I was observing, I was I, like, I was never uh, into fights. But. I liked uh, fighting movies, uh, sport, but it was actually one of the first fights of my life. But I kicked some asses, <laughs> you know, and we were... Good for you. Yeah, for and you. the police came and they took us uh, to the st police station. I stayed for one night because the other <laughs> side had some damage. Unfortunately, you did not. You that, did not have yeah. the damages. I don't. I don't recommend because fighting is is nothing good for anybody. Of course, but sometimes it's necessity. I think for some people, the learning martial arts. I know that this is one of possible motivation is that you want to protect yourself. You know, when you train martial arts, you understand that it's actually so dangerous. It is. So you have a lot of power. Uh, no, it's not about I can kick somebody's ass. It's more about when you fight with someone, uh, something bad can happen to your body and this will, uh, rest of your life can stay like that. Imagine you broke your arm or imagine you mistakenly kill someone. This is something yeah. so serious. Yeah. When you think about fight, you always ima imagine, oh, I punch someone and they run away. But the yeah. real fight might not look like that. So. Uh, I never uh, recommend a fight to anybody and when I will when I have a student first thing I ask you want to kick some asses or you just want to learn how to defend yourself yeah. in case yeah I think I think this is this is the way that it, it, it should be it should be done Wow so many interesting subjects about karate. and one thing about karate yes. every every uh, technique we learn start with a block not with attack with a block. Yeah. That's why defense, right? Yeah. Defense is more important than attack, of course. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask you is your musical ability. Because oh. <laughs> I know you play a traditional Turkish instrument. 
Yeah, it's called SAZ, S-A-Z. S-A-Z. Uh, Guys, Google that, Google yeah, that, Google, Google that. <laughs> uh, but don't Google my name with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I was playing since... Uh, actually, also, uh, since I was a child, uh, I remember secondary school, exactly the time when I started karate. Uh, I always liked traditional music. Uh, my father and mother was listening to traditional music and uh, I'm not a professional but I enjoy playing. I brought my instrument to Poland and uh, I also g gave some small concerts. I was uh, playing in a uh, charity concert once. That is amazing. That yeah. is amazing. Well, I enjoy So do you play? So you play and sing? Yeah, I sing also. In uh, English, in Turkish, in uh, Polish possibly? Well, in Turkish, in Polish, I know a few songs. Nice. Uh, I'm not that good in Give Polish. Give me an example one. of a Polish song uh, that you know. Maybe. Oh, yes, then come away, podlogi. I love it. I, like I love this. This is such an epic tune. A lot of disco polos, I know. You know, I came to Białystok for Erasmus. What? So you were in Białystok? Yeah. I, I thought it was Poznań somehow, but it was Białystok. Wow, no, good that you mentioned it. Like Białystok, I'm, I'm not going to offend you guys from Białystok. If anybody lis listening from Białystok, I'm really sorry. Greetings to Białystok. Greetings to Białystok. <laughs> but if I think Białystok, I don't think Erasmus. No, you know, actually, that was awesome. Because in, in Poznan, there are a lot of international people. Sure. So when you come here, you okay, it's, it's fun. So you're not that special. Yeah, but in, in, in, in Białystok, there were two kind of people. One of them was like... Why the hell this guy is here? You yeah. know, you dark skin guy. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah. Where is that? And they want, they want to, you know. Uh, and other people, they're like, whoa. So they were curious. The other people were curious. Yeah. and wanted to get to know you. Exactly, and uh, because I was surrounded with uh, students, and the students uh, mostly like, uh, you know, educated people. Let's say yeah. not all of them, but yeah. uh, most of them are educated people. So they were mostly curious, and they they were hanging out, and we were making. Uh, good parties and great fun. Yeah, I enjoy. Disco right. polo. I don't regret it. <laughs> disco polo. Yes, because the east of Poland, it's all about disco polo. Not all about, but let's say there are a lot of influences. Wow, that, that, that's super interesting. So, what are your uh, what are your plans now? So, the last part is about the future, and uh, in terms of your personal life and professional life. By professional life, I mean karate as well, because it's yeah. kind of your profession, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you know, as personal life, I'm working right now and uh, I try to improve my abilities, uh, programming abilities, mm -hmm. uh, getting better and better. And uh, let's see what life will show. I don't have a certain goals for that. Uh, for karate, I want to be a coach. Right now I'm helping, assisting, and maybe later I would like to open my own dojo one day. And we will see how so it's going to look So your own karate section. Yeah, see. karate school. Yeah. Karate school. Okay, so some finger, fingers crossed for that. Thank and, you so much. And, uh, and I hope you want to stay in Poland. Or do you want to come back to Turkey? That's, that's uh, my last question. I, right now, uh, going back to Turkey is not in my plans. Uh, and there is coronavirus situation, pandemic, yeah, and we don't know what will happen. So far, I'm in Poznan, and we will see uh, how it will look like. Okay, awesome. Um, uh, Fatih Khan Emre, thank you very much for yeah. being um, a part of the show and, and for telling me about karate 
and all those interesting stories. Um, we could talk for hours actually, but yeah. we have a certain format for the radio. We cannot really extend. Uh, how do you say thank you in Turkish? Teşekkür uh, ederim. Okay. It's a little bit hard. Teşekkür ederim. Kurlaş. Almost. Teşekkür ederim. Okay, thank you so much. Dziękuję bardzo. Drodzy słuchacze i widzowie, sprawdźcie nas na Facebooku. Agnieszka nie przygotowała słownictwo. Pozdrowienia dla Maćka Kauca. And so we hear each other and see each other next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.